Hello and welcome back to another episode of Some Like It Pop, where we take a bi-weekly look at all the things in pop culture. I'm Bradley Stern, the editor-in-chief of Pop Crush. I'm Samantha Vincenti, the managing editor of Pop Crush. I'm Ali Zubiak, the associate editor of Pop Crush. I'm Matt Donnelly. I'm a senior writer at Pop Crush. And today, we are riding the M train. <laughs> oh, and what a ride it is. This uh, is where we insert a shock jock sound of the train. Oh, we so should. Yes. <laughs> Note to producer. Um, so today, we are going to talk about the fact that Megan Trainer had her, her video for the single Me Too taken down for about 24 hours, give or take, because of some editing issues that she had with the final cut of the video. Um, Which so, I have to say, I did not immediately notice, but others did immediately notice. I immediately noticed. Allie it was very, noticed. very obvious to me. I so, thought it was on purpose. Walk us through what how you noticed and when you noticed. Because you can't, the, well, the footage in question doesn't appear until about 75% right. of the way. Yeah. So the point is, I did watch the entire video. <laughs> so to Allie completion. has seen the whole video. <laughs> and what did you notice? Well, I noticed that her waist was cinched more than is normal for her. I don't know how to... I mean, I did... I mean, I guess if I did notice that, I might actually be retroactively thinking I noticed it now that we're talking about it. But I would have just assumed it was like any... They force any female star to wear... Like, I figured she was... Yeah, I thought a waist it was trainer. I a waist was, Megan trainer. Yeah, I just a thought wa- it was a stylistic choice. Because the rest of the video, her waist is Yeah, it was how very it much usually her. is. Yeah. yeah. But well, then she's apparently. glammed up and she has this super tiny waist. And right. it just seemed like it went with the whole theme of the video. Glammed up. Glammed up and, <laughs> and super tiny. I'm not for sure. Her, if, for, for her. For her. Right. Yeah. I just thought there was some padding plus cinching, which is kind of <laughs> car one two punch. Par for the course. But anyway, so Megan got on Snapchat. Um, in a series of snaps, and she snapped at her editors. Oh, the queen of sass snapped uh, at her editors for um, cinching her waist uh, digitally. And so she she said she called the head of Vivo. The head of Vivo just called him up and said, As "Take it does. down, take it down." Um, That's sort of what I thought was cool about it. Well, not cool, but I mean, stories about photoshopping are like dime a dozen nowadays. But I like the idea that she was just like. I assumed enough authority to call the person who published my video and just demanded he or she take it down, and that's what happened. And my counterpoint to that is it's embarrassing that she didn't see the final version of the video. I was puzzled also by that. Very right. true. I was very puzzled by that. Yeah. Which I think I heard her say on Watch What Happens Live when I heard the post-game report that fans had been sending her screenshots from the dance sequence, and it wasn't until then she, that she realized, like, ooh, that's not... I'm 100% nice. confident that's what happened, yeah. yeah, that she learned it from fans, right. for sure. And I also, in the snaps, she said at first she was like, they fixed my waist and I didn't know they were going to do that. And I know who technically fixed her waist was like the digital editors did it. But I didn't know exactly who the they in that. It spoke to a larger question of who was making these decisions yeah. and who makes these decisions. Especially since she does seem to be an artist who's so um, involved in what she produces and what sort of sent out there. Right. Right. She definitely gives that impression. I mean, she writes her music. Right. And she... Her song No was apparently because she got in a fight with L.A. Reid and was like, oh, you don't think I have a hit? All right, I'm going to show you I have a hit. That's was the story anyway. Revenge. Yes. So we so we don't think that this was concocted in any way. We're not cynical. We think this is legitimate that she 
Well, oh, you mean the idea that she could have known that it was cinched mm-hmm. and then said later, like, pled ignorant? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, don't think I so. mean, here's the thing. If I were famous and I had a music video and they did that, they altered my body, yeah. I might look at it later and say, wow, I look so good. <laughs> right? right? You know? I mean, right. that, that is definitely, I'm of two minds about it. And I said earlier before the recording that there was an interview with Tina Fey. Oh, no, actually, she said it in Bossy Pants, mm-hmm. where she was saying everyone rails against Photoshopping, but there was one exquisite Photoshop job I got from like Bust Magazine. I just wish that I could have that all the time because like was didn't make her look like a body hairless alien, but you know, just like a slightly <laughs> better version of herself. Right. I wouldn't be mad at that. And that sort of, I think, speaks to that whole exchange between Megan and fans on Twitter, which is like, maybe she did feel one way and was sort of swayed to feel another way about it. And who really mm. knows what anyone thinks nowadays until someone says something. Right. Well, and she's yeah. really built her whole her whole not empire she's still her whole <laughs> empire, I it's not marketing strategy either but like she her image is is so contingent upon that like right. aggressively pro body positive mm-hmm. um so i totally i do understand why it would send a contradictory message and that is why i'm of two minds about it because on one hand i fully support people like Megan Trainer and Zendaya and Rumor Willis coming out and saying, hey, that's not what my body looks like. You changed it because, you know, impressionable young women should mm-hmm. know that they don't really look like that. But at the same time, we're in the age of Facetune and filters and camera cases that have a mirror in them. So you get a perfect light. And <laughs> I just I'm feel like we're all it. editing yeah. ourselves at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, well, which are we doing? It's are we editing ourselves and are we all throwing a filter right. or two on her? Are we all yeah. expressing what we really look like? It's just yeah. very confusing. I didn't think about her kind of getting caught, so to speak, by maybe she was happy with it, but then she felt like compelled to be like, oh, wait, you know, I shouldn't present myself yeah. that way because of my current streak of body positivity. If she had ignored the outrage, it might have implicitly said, like, I don't care what anyone mm. have to say or if this offends you. And I think that probably really shook her a little bit regardless she is dancing whether we've asked for it or not right. which yeah. i think is definitely a statement of mm-hmm. confidence she's so confident she she's is really so confident confident sassy if you try to knock known her down sass pot, you'll find that no. you can't knock her down won't be stopped the sass won't be stopped no. the m train right in your face won't be stopped it <laughs> won't be making any went straight to sass town it sure is <laughs> not gonna stop one way ticket yeah we so did any of you listen to the album like me um, I don't know where to stream it. Um, it is streaming for, weirdly, and I think this is a new thing, um, a pre-release stream on Apple Music. And I think she might be one of the first ones to have ever had that done because they are there's listen early on iTunes. That, yeah. There was that. Oh, but I, I think this that. is now like the I, Apple Music version of that. That was definitely a thing with like Apple Radio, I feel like. There was a first that. listen thing with iTunes, but this yeah, is, iTunes I think radio, is yeah. probably the Apple Music version of it, which I thought... I don't understand the difference. Because iTunes is iTunes, and this is Apple Music. Like, this is the free stream. I couldn't find it on Apple Music. I'm just, never mind. I mean. Well, <laughs> it's wow. there. And uh, I have to say, um, it's it's not, it's above average. Oh, I would okay. even say it's sure. good. Okay. Um, which, you know, I have a very interesting relationship with her. I've no longer, I've, I've crossed this path of, I no longer think it's an ironic appreciation of her music because there are songs like better 
that yes, are yeah. legitimately good, good and you catch yourself better is like, a good but I, you, it's exactly right because I texted all of you to say that yes. I was just minding my own in my house and it came on and I was like who who's the oh Megan Trainer wasn't she expecting is it. the queen of who is this oh <laughs> yeah oh that was yes, a, exactly. that was, it was a more stealthy sass yes. than, than her usual that's why that's how and, and she sassed right up for on me. people who might not know she's written several songs for different artists from hits. Rascal Flats to J Lo to um, Fifth Harmony. The very good Sledgehammer. Love that song. Mm. Um, so I think she's actually a pretty dynamic songwriter, and but not so much vocally because I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is a good Ariana Ariana Fifth Harmony song." <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think she has that distinct of a voice. You don't think that she is a Grammy-winning vocalist? Well, of she that literally caliber. is. She's so like, that's yeah. something which um, we have to deal with because she put it in her video. Right. Is it? I haven't listened to the whole thing, admittedly, but would you say it's like a very pronounced departure from the whole bass? Yeah, era? yeah. No more. 60s well, that doo-wop. song, the mom song, the, oh. that's literally called "Mom," right, okay. is about which I was at first afraid was a song about like Tumblr commenters who were that like "Mom" to yeah. Lord. Yeah, but that's it's actually too about clever. It's for, about her yeah. actual mother, um, and that who's song now is, a Billboard charted artist. Yeah, who now that song. had a credit on the song and is <laughs> now yeah. charting a Billboard. But she, that that song had the harkened back to the doo-wop thing, and then mm-hmm. yeah, the rest are kind of like. In, a, t- a turn of the century. Mm. Um, that sounds like also oldie timey. Yeah. Like a late nineties, early two thousands. Yes. Destiny's Childish play, which I think is a very canny move, going for the the, mm. the dance floor anthem like that, yeah. the empowerment anthem. But I don't know how I feel about her new urban vocals. I just don't mm. get it because I know she was. I mean, it's. I mean, it's such a stark contrast, and I. While she was sort of doing that, like, Dear Mr. Husband thing, wasn't she also writing these types of songs? So it's like she was doing both and now just has sort of, like, crossed over from just writing these songs into now, like, assuming that type of identity. Well, just... did any of you listen to her last album? No. Because I no, did. Oh, <laughs> oh. Here we go. Oh. And she does have songs that are very much with that whole okay. urban speaking type. Right. Like, there's Seriously. a song called Bang Dem Sticks. I did sure. hear about it. I refused to listen how on did, principle. And how but... did it go? Um, I don't, I can't, I, no, I can't, I know, you know, this thing, it's not you gonna know happen. it, damn well. Was it like, bang damn sticks, <laughs> bang damn sticks, mm-hmm. that's bang damn sticks. <laughs> I'm gonna keep singing it till you sing it. Damn. Um, I, I can't, I like, I can't do that, I won't, I won't have my voice permanently recorded <laughs> singing that. that. No, but you guys should listen to her. I was going to ask you if you listened to it to see how different it is. So it's not that much of a departure, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I haven't listened to the new one. Interesting. I definitely didn't. I remember that song, people talking about it and me just refusing on principle because of that name of that song. Oh, yeah. There's another song on there about one night stands, too. Oh, which is that Nick. from experience? Because everything she's talking about during it's this era is how nobody will date messages. her. She's very confident right. about the fact that, that nobody will date her. <laughs> Mixed messages. And well, there was a bit of a come here, get away from me in her popular songs from the last album. Now I'm qualifying yes. as popular songs and not bang True. them sticks. A lot, of, a lot of rules before you'll even get the chance to date Megan Trainer. Right. Yeah. Right. Dear future husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I now no longer know where I stand with her. Uh, it's a journey. I think I think I But am, you know you're standing tall. If I'm you're a light, next to Megan, you're standing tall. Light potty trainer. Why is as, she short? As her fan base is no, called in my... Like, <laughs> she's very secure and sure in herself. So like, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. She raises us all up. Yeah. I respect her as a songwriter. And sure, a, yeah. And a music direction decision maker. I'll say that. Really? Yeah. 
Well, like I said, like I said, I think it's a very like savvy move of her to have these like dance floor anthems and Speaking, come back with that. Do you think that she's kind of weirdly pioneered the late '90s, early 2000s move in pop that's going to be taking over? Do you think this is just the beginning, or do you think this was an anomaly that? I think it's just the beginning. I think she's definitely a major force in bringing the Velvet Choker back. Along oh, with Ariana yes. Grande, who is definitely holding down with songs like Be All Right, is yes. holding down that late 90s house vibe. Yes, definitely the voguing. Um, yeah. So I feel like she's definitely a major player in the choker popularity community. Chokers are so back. Mm-hmm. They are. Kristen Cavalier I have fans one. I, well, but the thing is, I think they look cool. They do look cool. They like, look pretty cool. They've always been cool. I, yeah, like, I, I always liked the 90s look yeah. of the Chokers. I was never mad at it. But it's back in such, like, a almost amusing way. We were walking down the Lower East Side at, like, 1 a.m. on Saturday, because obviously. And mm-hmm. it was, like, all the girls walking by, we were, like, laughing because every girl had a Choker. It wasn't even, like, it was not hyperbole. Everyone was. Yep. And I, New Snapchat like, filter, apply Choker. <gasps> a choker different snap. Different designs, different artists. Different tightnesses. We'll get well, there. Okay. It's gonna get but, there. Yeah. So do I think in some way though that we were we kind of called it with our gallery, of course, the on popcrush.com are back on, on popcrush.com mm-hmm. that not only visually but sonically the music might be coming back and it's Megan Choker Trader, music, yeah. Trainer. Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer. I feel like what's <laughs> kind of cool about her is I don't know if it was even so much a plan as it was just her being in a room being like, you know what I want to do? And just like doing that. That's sort of the impression that I got of what she did on the last, or her last, um, her last era, I guess. I don't know what to call oh, it. Yes, qualify. it's an era. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Last, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't much of that going on. I don't think there's been a lot of it since then, but it was still very popular and she I felt like it was just something she just wanted to do so she did I think so I think and I will say I did she did earn some points for me be biased because they they sat her down at a news show and they made her watch the the Britney no mashup that like went popular went viral the like overprotected no mashup and she was like all my dreams are coming true, or however she talks which is like a Who weird knows? like all man. my dreams are coming true oh wow that's exactly Bottle what she goose. um that's what right. she says. And so I do actually believe that she was kind of like, I want to make the music that I grew up with on, you know, TRL kind of style, which is kind of coming back. Even MTV itself is kind of reinventing. And by bringing that back, the TRL live aspect, they're bringing back. Unplugged. Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Putting the music back in MTV. But they're doing something weird with Unplugged, right? Aren't they making like a Snapchat Are there going to be that's holograms is now? Be Snapchat. Well, that's Cribs, Probably all yeah. holograms. Snapchat. Cribs is Snapchat, which... Oh. It's probably the worst idea anyone's ever had. Right. It's just I don't know. That's about the exact attention span I, was I have gonna for say. new cribs. Really? But it's such a small frame. I could spend yeah. days in Melissa Joan Hart's kitchen, so I don't want to hear anything to the contrary. Whoa. I could be in a refrigerator. Wait, why her kitchen? <laughs> I just remember. That's the last one I remember seeing. Oh. So it was just sort of in my Wait, head. what happened? She was like, I love shot glasses that are from obscure townships all over the country. She's like, here's one from Bismarck. And you know what? I would go through the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. I, I would no expect idea. her to. Ha- I would expect Melissa Joan Hart to have quite the figurine mm-hmm. and like cute salt and pepper. She loved gin, collection. which I thought was fun. She had a few gins. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know about her cribs. I haven't seen hers. I only really remember Mariah's as my I standout mean, moment. I mean, that, that was is a good one. Iconic, and her reality show is kind I of. I remember. Fun. Do you remember Lumidy? She had the one hit. The do I remember Lumidy? Lumidy? 
I'm glad that we're finally talking about Lumity on this podcast. That finally. song is still so good. Yeah. So resonant. But she had a crib. Her cribs was very sad. And she lived in like an efficiency apartment in Los Angeles and had like a little kitchenette. And it was all very qualified being like, I know it's not much, but it's my own. It was pretty. I like that. It was pretty low, literally low rent. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, no. Because so many cribs were like a clearly rented house. Mm-hmm. And most of the people don't have that house That's now, true. Or anything approaching that house. That is true. That is true. I dare say Lumity might be living in a nicer apartment now. And that's nice to think about. I, and still aspirational for me. I would love to have Lumity's apartment. For sure. Also, I feel like celebrities probably don't show their houses because everyone's going to try and stalk them and stuff. And I yeah. feel like that age yeah. is and kind of over. And it's easy enough now anyway. Yeah. To just You can take media. a bus and see Harry Styles' new haircut that's if right. you wanted to. Oh, yeah. That was a real thing. Allie, explain. That's literally real. Okay, that's great. It is Allie, real. where are you, you really going can't. after this? <laughs> Tell us what you're doing. I wish. <laughs> Just kidding. I would never invade his privacy like that. But tell people what our people are literally doing. Well, you can take a bus and it goes right past his house. And if you look on the top... In London. In, Lond- yeah, uh, in yeah. London. And if you look, I guess you can see over his into his garden... In his backyard mm-hmm. and see well, if he's, he's there. Sitting, gardening. sipping yeah, tea. Yeah, I'm sure he's just hanging Pruning. out there waiting yeah. for people to take pictures from the top of the bus. Yeah. But yeah, that is a thing apparently people are doing. And yet no right. one has a picture of his new hair. Right, because this is what we're all waiting to see is his new hair. Which This he, is what I am specifically... Specifically, Ali's I wake up and check see. Twitter every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm more interested to see like what topsoil he chooses. Mm-hmm, too. <laughs> yeah, go back to his backyard. I'm pretty curious about it. Or like what bulbs he has. Now, a photo did come out, right? A, f- a few photos of him wearing a hat. Wearing a hat. Board, which mm-hmm. doesn't even count. He's and worn hats hair for poking years. out everywhere. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. how different is the hair? No, it's very different. You can see, please. You it was long, and now it's there short. was a, there was a lunge that just happened for those of you who <laughs> yeah, can't yeah. see. I was attacked. It's up to his ears. I mean, it's short. It's up to his ears. Thank wow. God. And what did he do with the hair? He said he did. Didn't he they donated do it to charity. Yeah, Which it was like a lots nice. of love Selfless situation. So but some... did you see the ponytail? <laughs> who wants that? It's Wait, so no, I didn't. Well, I was like, oh galore. yeah, he Instagrammed it. But right? at least he did it. He's so yeah, they're gonna make a heart little of gold he really... wig for a little kid. Oh. They only need a little hair. Imagine being okay. the kid. Oh my gosh, that's great. Well, the kid has cancer. Okay, so I wouldn't. <laughs> no. I wouldn't quite call them a lucky kid. <laughs> okay, I didn't but, say lucky, but you, you know, know, I hope they're a fan. That would yeah, be even I better. Do, I do hope that. Maybe it's for Louis' made-up baby. Oh, that's a topic for another time. for privacy. I mean, yeah, yeah, cool. We're going to throw it to our interview with Max, who just came in to the studio uh, to talk about his new album and his upcoming tour, his basement party tour involving underwear parties. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about that. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, uh, recording artist Max. Hello, hello. What's up, baby? How you doing? Chilling, baby. Thanks. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. So you just you said you just got off a flight? Yeah, yeah. I took a red eye from La La Land last night. Yeah. So it's that crazy feeling like where you, you get here and then I take like a four hour nap and then but you still feel crazy. So yeah, right off know. to doing more work. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. I'm sure I'll just crash tonight when I get home and you know, Perfect. all that stuff. Where, what were you, were you doing the video? Uh, we, I just, I just kind of split my time between the two. I'm from Hell's Kitchen, New York, and then right. I, and then I uh, have a little spot in LA that I go back and forth to, and uh, yeah, we shot the basement party video last week, which was, which was real cool, and and uh, yeah, just been recording a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of um, these uh, features for DJs and stuff, which is cool. We've been doing like a fun thing where they, I've been wanting to do a ton of remixes for the record, and so it's been cool to be like, yo, instead of like just in a natural way, be like, hey, I'll do. You want to do a remix for my song? I'd love to do a feature on one of your songs. So I've been doing like three or four of those this week, which is cool. Oh, nice. Can you? Yeah. 
tell us any of the DJs? Oh man, or? I mean, I, I, I would, I would be happy to, but I would, it would suck if it didn't happen, if it didn't come out. Oh right, but, right. But there's always that. There's yeah. one I'm like super excited about, and there's always the like, oh yeah, I'm so excited, and then they're like, oh, actually, that person moved to Italy and they're never doing music again or something right. like that, you know? And you're always like, happens. oh man, that <laughs> sucks. I wish that they told me that. So anyway, yeah. Cool. Um, so when we when we talk about the video, a yeah, bit. yeah. So, yeah. So tell us what happened. Sweet. Yeah. So. Um, you know, the song Basement Party, um, I've been uh, off of off of the record. It's called Hell's Kitchen Age. I'm from Hell's Kitchen. Uh, it's not named after the Gordon Ramsay show or, or you know, Daredevil <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, I didn't think of that, but now I'm going to think of that. People so always think of Daredevil. Yeah. I have gotten so many, like, tweets that are like, yo, why did you name your album after the Gordon Ramsay show? I'm like, just because I love food. Like, I don't know. It's tight. Hit him know. up, see if you could do some plugs on the yeah, show Yeah, let's now. do some plugs. Let's yeah. do, like, a screaming feature. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I'm from I'm from the neighborhood. My mom's lived in the same apartment for 41 years in, in Hell's Kitchen oh, wow. and stuff, and, and Anyway, this song off the record, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, love going to clubs growing up. I was always a very small, you know, gentleman in the club and I couldn't see anything. And I just like wanted to have parties in my place. So the song's really all about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, vertically challenged humans, fun sized yeah. humans. Um, but we, yeah, so I just, I, I did this song with uh, somebody I've, I've always looked up to, John Bellion, who's awesome. His record's coming out. He's awesome. And, yep. and so he did this song with me and um, it's all about, you know, cut that. I'm having a basement party. I don't know if I can do the cleaner, non-clean version on this, but oh, I can say, well, okay, so it's fuck that. I'm having a basement yes. party. So anyway, great. Yes. Love whoa, to whoa, say, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Family podcast, <laughs> uh, but uh, but but you know it's like don't go to the club. I heard that One Oak was popping. Fuck that, I'm having a basement party. So we um, not only so for the official video, which is coming out in a little bit, we did this crazy underwear party where it's like I'm outside this club and I see the line and like there's all this hoity-toity LA craft and I'm like nah. I see this this waitress come out and she's like getting undressed, going into this alley. I'm like what's going on there? Was and so I follow her into this this basement which sounds sketch, but it wasn't sketch. I hope it doesn't come across as sketch. And then I get to the basement and. <laughs> And then I have to get in my underwear. And then it's just, we actually had this underwear party. And we didn't know how it would be because it's like, it doesn't matter if there's like homies or extras who are pro actors, whatever it is. Like, it still could be kind of a weird vibe if you're just having this underwear party. Sure. And it ended up being awesome. It was like my first underwear party, which I hope it's not my last because it's, it's just this beautiful experience where after a little bit, everybody starts like kind of being stoked about their body and they don't think about it. Like you're not looking around. You'd think that you're like looking around at everybody's stuff and, and you're not, you're just like, you just suddenly become connected with this group of people you've never met. And one of my favorites was one of my homies came. I had like a, a group of homies come throughout the day and uh, people kept like wanting to join in that were just watching, which is so cool. I was like, they're like, yo, can I just jump in right now? I'm like, yo, get in your underwear. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but one of my homies, it was a beautiful thing I didn't even think of. There was this one guy who looks just like Action Bronson and, uh, and, and he just didn't give a fuck. He was just chilling all day. He's just like, loves who he is. And he was like the star of the video. I hope he's in the whole video because he's just slaying. <laughs> and my friend comes in, he's a bigger guy and he didn't know there was an underwear thing. He wasn't really, he was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be a part. It's cool. Like, I was like, nah, man, it's cool. And he saw this guy. Yeah. And in seeing him, he was like, you know what? I'm going to, yeah, fuck it. And he, he got in his underwear and it was like this really cool experience that I never thought I would, you know, feel with, especially with this friend of mine. I never even thought about that. And then throughout the day, he just like didn't think about it at all. He was just comfortable with his body and it was really cool that he, you know, he felt that way. So anyway, uh, but the video got crazy. We did, you know, like underwear twister and like all this different, you know, just fun stuff. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited. I haven't even seen the cut of the video yet. So I hope, I hope it's, I hope it's cool and we'll, we'll have it out pretty soon. And, uh, and then on the opposite end, of course, the song, you know, being about these basement parties and like in high school, I always threw the parties in my place and whatever else. 
we're doing this basement party tour where we took submissions from, you know, kids and colleges and whatever else. And we're just going across the country throughout the summer and doing basement parties in actual people's houses and, and at colleges and stuff. Right. And we're going right. to film the whole thing. And, and uh, so I'm excited for that. We got the first one uh, happening in a few weeks in Arizona. So we'll see how at it goes. At a sorority, right? At a sorority, and yeah, that's yeah. going to be an underwear party? Yeah, is that well? uh, be I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, we're kind of yeah. going in all these with no plans and yeah. just like kind of hoping for the best. Yeah. So, you know, each I'm definitely expecting them to be weird. And then if they're not, that's cool. Or if they're weird, that's cool too. You so know? it could be a pants optional. optional. Oh, yeah. yeah pants, pants optional. Pants optional. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, we saw the video. We thought that that's what we're doing. And yeah. I was like, um, okay, yeah, sure. You could, have re- you could really start a movement, I yeah, think. I'm hoping. You, you know, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be pretty tight. Yeah. No, I'm mad about it. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about the, the album itself. Sure. Which just came out. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, it's, you know, it's my first album, which um, I've been putting out EPs and singles for a bit. And, it, and it, it's the first time I really do feel this fulfillment of sorts like this chapter is actually you know closed and and i can move on to whatever else but it feels it feels wonderful it's really you know encapsulates my life in the last you know five years uh one song the the title track hell's kitchen angel i wrote the longest ago like four years ago and it's about meeting someone in my neighborhood and and whatever else uh but you know it kind of goes throughout the last few years and even there's a song in there called home which is very special to me which is about um a pregnancy scare i had recently and it's the first time i had to realize you were not pregnant I was not pregnant. Yeah, um, yeah not yet. I, that would be scary. That'd be, and that'd be scary. Yeah. Well, Scientifically and, exciting. And exciting. Yeah. You know, some science would get in there. But yeah. um, but it was the first of the song kind of just um, just goes through how I felt throughout the night, like how your life kind of flashes before you and you're like, am I ready to be the father at this time of my life at 23? Am I ready for that? Yeah. And it just sort of shows that, you know, age doesn't really matter. It's just about where you're specifically at. And That's a so pretty blunt yeah. topic too, considering, you know, you, you must have some younger fans as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But you get pretty I, honest on the record. I, you know, I and that's what I always think. I, I think that, you know, coming from, you know, doing like Nickelodeon stuff or whatever else, mm-hmm. like I'm totally cool with my past, you know, it's and some, you know, if people, you know, just have seen that stuff and recognize that's cool. But for me, it's always about not being filtered if I if I can be. If I'm on Radio Disney and I'm talking about it, like I won't say fuck that I'm having a basement party. But right. like at the same time, I just, you know, I do want to be completely honest. And that's, you know, something I hope to bring with my music to 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 the sphere because there's so many people you know so many people out there wanting to share their work so for me you have to be as honest as you can with your music and so there's songs like that and then there's um this song lights down low which is very special to me which is about you know the greatest love of my life and stuff and and uh yeah that's that's been one that's been cool to see people responding to that and and uh it's the first time i've kind of noticed like in other countries people are really you know responding about it as well like in in like all the norwegian territories and we've been getting a lot of like love from there for that specific song which is which is cool it's, it always blows my mind to think that people are listening you know in different places not just you know right around where i'm from or whatever right else. right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. songs yeah, are different around yeah, yeah. different countries. People totally. have different reactions. Yeah, Can you yeah. tell us about the song and you know, the inspiration. You said it's the love of your life. Yeah, yeah, about? Uh, yeah. So it's just it's about you know it's just um, sort of knowing the 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 one I guess or just feeling that you you know you found that person that you're so connected with and uh, and it was and it was sort of the beginning. Like I'd say half the record was it's all honest to, to my life, but half the record I I kind of in the last few years I'd say my writing. I, I'd try to be more clever and less less just completely unfiltered, mm-hmm. and and this was the one of the first songs um, about halfway through that I realized I just wanted to be completely honest with the writing, 
and uh, and that sort of became the trend for the rest of it. But I didn't want to take away from the other songs. They're all honest, but there, sometimes you just maybe you, you throw in a clever line rather than be like, "Yo, I almost had a baby," that kind of thing. You right. know, like <laughs> so with the yeah. older songs, did you? So you didn't go back and touch those at all? Not really. Like even the Hell's Kitchen Angel song. I mean, it's it's honest. It's, it talks about the A train and meeting this this girl when I left, got off the A train and in my neighborhood and whatever else. But it's not like I, I'm not talking about you know a pregnancy scare or something like that with, <laughs> right. with that person it's more about just the colors around this relationship and and for that song I really for the first time felt like I dug as deep as I could into what the relationship meant to me and it was it was a really wonderful feeling to actually you know it's very therapeutic songwriting you just sort of encapsulate these stories and and suddenly you can kind of look up, back at them in a safe way and and so for that it, that's yeah it's definitely one of the most special on the record for me and and it's really cool that you know it's it's been it's been heard which is awesome now, does the album have any other special memories tied to New York? Obviously, it's named after Hell's Kitchen. Totally, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot. It, I, it all kind of derives back to New York. Like every song, whether it's the Hell's Kitchen Angel song or Basement Party about having the parties in my in my crib or whatever else, um, you know, they all sort of uh, have little references to New York, and uh, and that's and you know, I kind of carry New York everywhere I go with me, and and that's you know, that's why I wanted to name the record after you know where I'm from and. And, uh, and it just sort of came together. And it also sort of is uh, two different sides of my personality. I have a, a very, I'm, I'm a majority a very happy guy and I just love dancing around and singing and stuff. But then I have some really dark moments and, and that's sort of the, the, the where the, the Hell's Kitchen comes from as well, That what that represents to me in the angel part. Um, but, uh, but there's one song in there, the last song that actually ends the record, which was one of the last ones I wrote, it's called Lost My Way, and it's about a teacher of mine who passed away recently, and he passed away uptown, and, and it was a big moment for me because I, I don't, um, I don't talk about the hospital he passed away or anything, but he he was a huge influence on my life. His name was Leith, and uh, and I grew up a little bit in Woodstock, New York, upstate a little bit too, and he was my teacher up there. And he just was one of the first people that just taught me to be creative and, and be who you are, no matter what, and, and not you know not be ashamed of it. And uh, and the song is really about that I didn't get to see him before he passed away. I you know we're on tour, whatever. You you have so many things in your life. Everybody's got the things. You can sometimes put off those things, and uh, and you know I I I didn't you know, I didn't make the time to see him. I thought he had more time. And that song was sort of about that. It's, you know, me losing my way, getting lost in, in this sort of, in, in in the blinders of going straight for what, what out my dreams and whatever else. But you always have to make time for the people that matter. And that was a big, uh, big moment for me, especially with the, with this, you know, with this moment in my life. And, and that's what New York's about. If he's uptown, it doesn't matter. Just take the train and say what's up, like make the time, you know? It's a good takeaway message. Totally. Yeah. Um, so you you were talking about being busy all the time. You were just on tour, right? You, you yeah, came yeah. off a tour with R Five. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was which was super fun. It's it's you know it's been really interesting. They're, they're great guys. They're such an a wonderful family. I have a bowling night every week in L A. And they came out to that and and nice. uh, it's are fun. You good? I'm I'm sometimes good and yeah. majority bad. And okay. people are like, because I have a ball and shoes and all the stuff, mm -hmm. and everybody's like, yo, you better be good. I'm like, not always. Which sucks. I'm super embarrassed. <laughs> but it's just I love it just because it's like a fun way to bring people together from all different walks of life and, mm -hmm. and so they all came came out to that like a couple weeks ago which was fun and just their squad is like 12 people because they're like a pretty big family right, and then right. with all their friends whatever else but the actual you know it was such a wonderful experience touring with them we played the Beacon Theater here in New York which was amazing and some really wonderful theaters that, that I've, I've always dreamed of playing which was which was cool and uh, you know going from like the Fall Out Boy Wiz tour to that tour right. very different vibes probably but, a different audience but I love it because especially opening like I've opened for a lot of tours and, and it makes you realize you know what the human connection is regardless of the the vibe of the music you know like some of the songs you know there's a song on my record called wrong which uh is definitely uh a little racy for the the crowds that we were playing mm -hmm. but i still wanted to play it because it's like i'm not it's it's 
you know, it, the the title line is it's better when it feels wrong. But it's not about like you, you, as long as you're not hurting anybody. You know, if you you know if you join the Mile High Club and you're not hurting anybody, that's sort of what the song's about. It's like it's not a big deal. You know, just right. like it's kind of fun. It feels a little better. And I'm sure like some of the eight year olds in the crowd were like <laughs> the parents were probably like, "Yo, what's going on? Don't sing this song." Like I thought we were coming for family fun. Um, but it was cool just because even figuring out musically what brings that audience together whether it is a crowd of college kids that are smoking cigars or it's eight-year-olds like you really realize too with little kids little kids if if a song resonates with a little kid just musically they don't know what's being sung like that's when you know something feels kind of special like if they're dancing they're just into it Mm -hmm. it's it's really fascinating because they don't give a fuck kids are the ultimate no give of of fucks funny enough you know they just like they just do what they like and if they're not into something they're like i don't like this Mm -hmm. stop playing this you know totally so it was kind of cool they're they're like they're a tougher crowd than a lot of fallout boy whiz crowds you know i can imagine yeah yeah. so did you face any difficulties with that with that crowd oh oh with the fallout boy whiz crowd oh yeah i mean it's it's i always say tours war when you're opening because it's like you get out there and everybody's like i'm just here for for follow-up where I'm just here for right. who the fuck is this guy you know yeah. and, and and that's always fun if I can take away a few people that have never heard the music before and they're like oh I never heard it before today but now I want to check it out yeah. like that's always the goal that's all totally. I go out for mm-hmm. um, and so there was definitely you know there was there was there was tough crowds on mm-hmm. that tour but of course it was you know it was incredible to get to tour with them and and Hoodie Allen who's on the Jivers song was also on the tour it all yeah. kind of came together in a funny way and and we would do that song every night and and uh, it was it was uh, it was just interesting to see that for the majority people had never heard any of the music and if they got into any song that was always you know that was that was the greatest Quan feeling of of respect like oh cool you're in it and you've never heard it that's awesome yeah 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 now you also have to switch it up a little bit yeah. um, you have covers on YouTube and totally. things like that that have taken off clearly. Um, YouTube culture is very interesting right now. Totally. What have you experienced with, have you gotten like a whole different fan base from that? And what is that whole? Yeah. Internet culture? kids are really interesting. You know, yeah. I, I've just recently started to feel better about it because, you know, there's so much, there's so much hate on the internet in so many That's ways. For sure. Of mm-hmm. course. Don't obviously. read the comments. <laughs> but it's like, and even if I do, I try to remind myself, you know, the biggest thing I re- realized recently is that haters or trolls, whatever you want to call us, just people trying to connect with other people. And like even in hating, you're you, you're just giving your opinion, and if somebody else connects with that opinion, and you're stoked about it, you're like you're giving that opinion because you'd like to connect with other people on how you feel. And I try to remind myself that if it's with my music or something I've said or whatever else, that's what it is. It's not just some for the majority. Maybe there's a one percent that they're just total assholes. And I was gonna say, like, I would yeah, say you know, about maybe fifty percent of trolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it always sucks. I always try to like I try to ignore it for the most part, but every once in a while, if I can, I, and I probably shouldn't, but if I can directly, you know, hit somebody up and be like. Yo, like that. I'm a person. You don't have to say that. Like, I don't know you. I've never met you. Like, mm-hmm. you could just say I'm not into your music or I'm not into that thing you said. But like, to say like, go die. Mm-hmm. I hate you. Like, I've never. I don't even. I don't know you. I don't. Yeah. You don't know me. Like, that would be terrible if I said that. You know. Yeah. So it's this one thing that's interesting about internet culture. I've taken it away. But but yeah, definitely recently feeling more like uh, trying to brush it off more. It's hard not to feel that. Like you feel so shitty when somebody hates on something. Totally. But that's the interesting thing about YouTube culture. And then it's interesting a lot of YouTube friends of mine or whatever else, it's beautiful because it's your own entity. That's the one thing I've always taken away is that you suddenly have this place where you can put out your own content, whatever that is, and, and you and you have a safe place to do that, whether yeah. people are into it or not, you know, you don't have to rely on everybody else. So that's the one thing that's wonderful about YouTube culture. Um, but then on the other end, you can't, you can't make content that is just for, you know, hopefully for the masses. You know, you gotta make content that you believe in. Mm-hmm. Too many people are, that's the amazing thing about all these social medias is that anybody can do it and anybody can blow up. Right. And and that's, you know, that's what's the wonderful opportunity, but also the, the pressure of having to, you know, 
create something that's true to you that's different than everybody else. Well, I feel like being being yourself, the idea of like being yourself really hard right? yeah, like yeah. is a big theme of YouTube culture. Like even that can be pressure oh, yeah. and become like sort of homogenous in its own way sometimes. So it's like kind yeah. of like a returning to the well of like, what is myself? What do I care about? Definitely. But did you, so going back to what you were saying about trolls, have you, did you find yourself like actually engaging people and like oh, trying yeah. to yeah. change I, their mind or get where they're coming from? Totally. And for the most part, when I try to engage them and I try to do it less and less because it like never makes me feel good. Like for the most part, I'm not getting a troll being like, you're right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I shouldn't about be that way. Yeah. It's for the most part, it's like, well, whatever, you know, whatever it is. But um, I definitely have uh, hit up a few when they say something that's just totally outrageous. And I just hope that if it's like, especially if it's a, a younger kid or it's something like, especially like middle school, high school culture now is like, you see everybody's on their phones and whatever else. And it's beautiful that everybody has a voice, but I think that people should be responsible for their actions more yeah. so. And I think that the internet gives this, this sort of, this sort of anonymous place where you feel like you can just say anything. But in the end, like you've got your Twitter handle or whatever else, you got your picture on there, usually whatever. It's like, you're a person and people see that. And you wouldn't feel good if somebody just like mindlessly hated you, you know? Right. So, so I just, I, whenever I do, I try to be like, yo, that like wasn't too cool. It's cool if you're not into it, but like, hopefully you can like give it another chance or something, you know? But I've definitely had some, like I've said some stupid shit on the internet and it's gotten, you know, bad, bad reactions. And oh, yes. you say things so quickly. Have. Oh yeah. You say <laughs> things so quickly and you, it doesn't matter your intention. Like it's whatever the words on the phone are all that matter in the end. And if you misinterpret it in any way, like there's nothing you could do. It doesn't matter if you apologize, doesn't matter anything. And I've definitely said some shit where I like, didn't mean it in the way that that it was it was written or didn't wasn't misinterpreted but then i look back and i'm like wow i should have definitely written that differently because it's i'm sure it's misinterpreted we all make that mistake yeah. i do it every day dude yes. <laughs> no, the difference is with a public persona people will go back four years and oh my god one oh, sure. like, the guy who is a is a you know a misogynist pig i'm like right. yo what the fuck like right, where's right. that coming from <laughs> whoa and then like the and it's so interesting too. What's amazing to see is to see like you say you know weeks go by and you just keep posting your usual shit and nothing happens. And then out of nowhere you post one thing and then all these people come out and you're like, have you been watching everything? And like, they do have you wait lurking. They yeah. do. Do you wait? That's the one thing I, I do wonder. I'm like, do you just you're not following or anything? Do you just lurk my page and just check it out and then see if I fucked up yet? Like that's what's incredible about that culture. That means you're doing something right though. I guess For real. so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Totally. totally. <laughs> so anyway. Um, I have to ask about this, even though it's Please. like ancient at this point. Give it to me. You did a shoot with Madonna. I knew you were going to ask Yeah. That. Well, obviously I have to ask beautiful, about that. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah. What was that like? It's crazy, man. Yeah. I try to, I talk a lot. So let me just do the story in a short way. Okay. I had never modeled before. I yep. was always just doing acting stuff. I was a smaller gentleman. So modeling wasn't really a thing that I thought would ever happen. And this guy like kind of scouted me and he was like, yo, will you go to this thing? I go after school, whatever. I get there. They take a couple pictures. I'm thinking like, I'm not going to get this. There's all these busky Italian men. I like leave, right. get my haircut. A few days later, he calls me. He's like, yo, you kind of got that thing with Madonna. Uh, the, you know, the catchers that they chose another boy too. The casting director chose one and, and she chose you. So you're going to show up tomorrow wow. and they're going to wow. choose between you on set. And I was like, that's insane. Okay. Like, I don't no know pressure. what to do. It's not like I can like prepare, you no. know, a monologue. It's like, I just have to show up and look. Or a routine. Like you could have had a little choreographed. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'm like, yo, wait one sec. Let me just do the Charleston. <laughs> but I, I go and of course I'm thinking about the hair or whatever. I get there. Crazy security. It's up in Harlem. 
I go in, men in black style, there's all these security guards. Nobody speaks English. It's all Japanese or Italian. And, but somebody like kind of rushes me in. They're like, oh, you Max? I'm like, yeah. So they bring me in and they're doing all the hair stuff and they're all speaking different languages. And I'm just waiting for this thing to go down. Like, when are they going to choose between us? Finally, after like literally an hour and a half, this British guy comes in and he he's like, why aren't you dressed? And I was like, I'm waiting for this casting thing. What are you talking about? And he's like, has nobody talked to you all morning? And I was like, uh, no. And he's like, oh yeah, well, you've had the job all day. They fired the other kid last night, like late last night. Nobody told you that? I was like, yeah, nobody told me that. And he's like, all right, cool, well, let's go. And so I go into this bathroom and uh, we're in there and, uh, and it's a tiny little bathroom. And after this stand-in has uh, chill with me for a second, they're like, oh, she's coming. So she walks, just opens the door. I'm thinking lights are going to beam out and like the heavens are going to open. <laughs> oh yeah. And she just, she walks in, very powerful, small human, coconut water with a straw in hand, sips a little bit, gives it to her assistant. And then she was like, hi, what's your name? And I was like, Max. And she was like, nice to meet you, Max. And then and then she starts dancing with me. And I was supposed to do, I'm like, you don't have to introduce yourself. I know you are. Like, yeah, yeah, right. and, and so she starts dancing with me. I was supposed to be disgusted. She's my mother in this Italian, you know, it's based on this old Italian film. Yep. I'm dancing with her and, and she's like, I'm making these faces because that's how we rehearsed it. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. What do you want me to do? Like, what, do you, what, what am I doing wrong? And she takes the small of my back. She lifts me up. And she goes, I'll teach you how to dance. And oh I was God. like, it's classic I was Madonna like, I was like, oh my God. And so we just, we started dancing and I was only supposed to be in that one shot. And then it became this like sort of surreal play date where she was just like, no, come with me. And yeah, you're like, outside in shots. Yeah, we did like, we did like five shots in, in this shoot. And the most amazing thing I always tell the story is that, um, the, the last shot, it kept building, like more Italian people were coming in yeah. and there and there were, you know, chickens. It was just like more and more people. And the last scene was supposed to be like 30 people, like in this big like thing outside. And she was like, I don't want to do that shot anymore. Let's just go out. Me and Max will we'll walk down the street with groceries. And like nobody even questioned it. Like all of a sudden, everybody's like, all right. And they run on the street. They like put a grocery bag together. And of course, the whole day, it was so much security, but they didn't have time to make a perimeter around this area. We were doing this walk. So of course, all the paparazzi come in. I've never experienced that. I'm like a little 17 year old, like what's going on? Taking all these pictures of her and they're freaking out. And after that shot, 10 minutes later, we're done with the shot. And they're like, all right, you can go home. And I always said the next day. So I'm like, all right, cool, thank you. Uh, the next day, my dad goes to the gym and he sees the papers always. They're all like, uh, who's Madonna's new fetus oh, boyfriend? Yes. And I remember that coming out. And she knew yeah. exactly what she was doing. Yes. I always, it's brilliant. She, you know, she just, it, it, it was just easy for her. It's the reason why she's still slaying it and doing mm -hmm. what she's doing because she gives no fucks as well. And she knows how to manipulate the media in that way. And, and she knew that like, oh, cool. Like whatever, might as well make something of this. And suddenly yeah. it's like, no, it's actually not. It's this Dolce & Gabbana campaign mm -hmm. coming out. And that blew my mind. I had no idea. Like I, I just didn't think of it at all. Yeah, and uh, and that was definitely a really incredible moment to experience. And just like this sort of day with her was was amazing. It was just like a whirlwind, and then never heard from her again. Or yeah, yeah, I about. saw her trainer on the street like a couple months later. Oh, okay, she was like, oh Max, and I didn't know who she was. She was like, oh I'm Madge's trainer. Like we should, you know, we should all hang out sometimes. I was like, yeah, cool, let's all hang out. Sometime. Yeah, right. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Like, sure. yeah. And then she just left. It wasn't like it was like so classic. Like oh, like should I get your number? Like oh no, whatever, I'll get in touch. Like no, okay, cool. <laughs> crazy yeah but so I, crazy. I hope to hang i hope she it'd be cool to hang with her again and see if she remembers our day i'm sure she has lots of days like that so well, madonna if you're listening madonna max is max is into hanging thanks for listening to another episode of some like it pop for more check us out on popcrush.com subscribe to us on itunes check us out on youtube pop crush music